And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one app of the Court and Full Effect podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Court and Full Effect podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, when my co host Jordan went on paternity leave, we started, we and me, started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information. No filler. And I know for those of y'all who are listening, my bad. I know I missed last week. I had a family emergency the Monday before I record, which meant last last Monday. And that that, th- that threw up my whole week because work has been busy. So now good things settled. So we're back on schedule. And it would just so happen, right, that the student loan information dropped. So here we are. Y'all can get the information. And speak, speaking of paternity leave, I, I think I can't remember if Jordan and I probably discussed this, but I don't think we did. I am going on paternity leave. My son is due September 7th. My wife thinks she's going to have him early. That's to be determined. Regardless, since I will be on paternity leave and we're still figuring out how to work our schedule together with myself and Jordan, I'm going to be recording a handful of episodes um, that I'll just have already recorded and all I have to do is just up, uh, set them scheduled to upload when it is that time uh, for myself. We got paternity, shout out to paternity leave. We believe in equality here on the Corner Full of Fed podcast. Shout out to the 12 weeks of paternity leave that we offer here on the podcast. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I'm only taking two weeks anyway unless that's my job gives me. So I mean, whenever my son does get here, I'll be back in less than a month because I'll be going to work. I mean, I'll be not going to the office. So once it's time for me to do that, I said, I might as well start resuming normal life. I'm already going to work and I might as well just keep doing it. So they're doing everything I was doing before. So that'll be an adjustment period. You hear a baby in the background. That's why. But I know I'm so late on a Supreme Court episode. Before we get started, I don't want to delete this. Make sure that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rate and reviews on the podcast platforms as well. My information as well as my co-host information, Jordan, is in the show notes. I'm at Silent underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Jordan is Stop Stalling J, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. We don't put we don't y'all can go to TikTok, but I don't I don't believe Jordan posts over there either. That we we had that and I've we've transitioned over to main focus being YouTube, trying to work our way back to Instagram. But if you know, Jordan posts more on Instagram and I post more on Twitter to tell you the truth. So, you know, take that for what it is. Fitness content is more, you know, you want to visually watch Jordan work out. You just need to see the words that I'm saying. Regardless, all our content information is in the show notes and Jordan's business page is finally fit.live. So you can join the Monday and Wednesday classes because health is wealth. Monday, Wednesday classes are offered at 5.30 a.m. And it's virtual. So you do it from, and it's, it's for in-home type of workouts. All right, so you don't need a gym to do it. You don't even need a weight, you know. Got some laundry detergent. Do I need to help you work laundry detergent in your budget? Regardless, y'all need to get in the class so y'all can get y'all health together because the last thing y'all need is for these student loans to start back up in a couple of months. And then you have some issues on the medical side of the house. Now, the crazy thing is, I just realized I shouldn't even... So I got the student loans. <laughs> I think we... I'll have to talk to Jordan. I don't know if we should get rid of the student loans banner or not. I just have it sitting here. But I made another banner, which is like the banner for the show. All right. Supreme Court rules against student loan forgiveness. I realize I always got the student loan one here. But look, y'all know what time it is. We're going to talk about these student loans. But last but not least, don't sue me. Sue sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Jordan or myself for finance or fitness professionals. And all information you hear on 
the Court and Full Effect podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and you need to consult a professional and do your re- own research before taking any action. All right. Now, y'all, it is that time. And I already told y'all what it's going to be. I'm not going to try to make it to episode too long. What does that mean? It's not going to be four hours. This is not a prepared live stream like I did for the student loan information episode. You can watch the episode for the live stream. It, again, like I said, it's almost four hours on the dot. It is a bevy of articles. Talks about how much student loan, excuse me, how much college tuition, like how much college costs, but not just tuition, but, you know, room and board, have to be in-state, out-of-state, private school, all that type of stuff. It talks about, because people complain from student loan forgiveness perspective, who's impacted most by student loans. So we go and break down who's impacted most by student loans, black women. We break down the HBCUs in America, yada, yada, yada. Now, would I have known that, or anybody, would anybody have called? That before the excuse me, before the student loan information got dropped by the Supreme Court, they would rule the day before on the affirmative action. As far as impacting college admissions, you can't, you cannot write this stuff. I mean, this this is real life. Real life is amazing. I mean, it was just like when that came out on January on June 29th that they ruled against um, against affirmative action as far as the college admissions paperwork. But then it's like, wait, I thought by June 30th they had to make the student loan hearing rule, and it's like, oh my goodness. It is insanity out here, but we are getting into it, y'all. I mean, this this is not filler. This is, I mean, we're talking about student loans, so I'm gonna talk about it today. What I did though is I got I don't know if I've let me not say that I haven't done these articles before. This is like Wealth Wednesday 46, I think we're almost at 50, which is insane because we're doing this for almost a year. But I've already um I don't know. I'm gonna do NPR and Nerd Wallet today for the articles. I'm a little rusty because I ain't live streamed over a week. Two weeks, not a week, two weeks. That's a crazy thing. I miss a week, but that means it's been two weeks. All right, so we share a screen, and we're going to get into this student loan information. If you don't know, I mean, I'm already two weeks behind, so how, you know, how up-to-date am I? But one of the good things, one, I don't know how many people got you know a four-hour YouTube video on student loans like I do myself. So that was one of the reasons, even though I was behind, I was, like I said, adjusting off of the losing some time last week. I was like, I mean, I got a whole bunch of student loan information. And I already said many a times, y'all not getting the full forgiveness. Y'all probably don't get the forgiveness. And on top of that, even if the forgiveness did come through, what? It was only going to be up to 10 to 20K. So if you had more than 10 or 20K, your student loans were going to start back up. Right? It was that simple. So we already knew this day was going to come when your student loans were going to start back up. The question is whether or not you were going to have any forgiveness towards your loans. So no forgiveness. But, you know, since it's been a little over a week now, some more articles have come out. And I think based off the content Jordan and I have released on student loans, which is our most probably talked about topic, this sort of fits better as far as now we're going to talk about, OK, student loans. I'm going to still go over, you know, the ruling against it, which is a shorter article, this NPR one. Then I'm going to do a nerd wallet article about what the Biden administration has planned, what they have planned next. OK, so the plan B, which is great. All right. Speaking of plan B, this still, as a note, I don't read these articles ahead of time, but speaking of plan B, the Supreme Court also ruled against Roe v. Wade last year. You can't make this up. Also, too, for all my, for all, I mean, everybody, but for the men out there, because, you know, it was that time of year for me again to do my, um, my life insurance, and not my life insurance, my yearly doctor's appointment, right, for yearly physical. I also have my life insurance, another one exam too, because I had to get another policy because I'm having a kid. So I get that that increase and got a new policy. So I ended up getting a new water bottle. I know y'all haven't, if you've been, if you were, what do we call our original listener, Jordan? If you're recording in full effect, OG, that's what I've just named you that now. 
you know I had like the clearest black water bottle. That was from Target. I didn't like the number one. I dropped it a few times. It got messed up. I'll probably end up dropping this one because I'm sloppy. But I got a new water bottle. All right. And then my life insurance stuff. And uh, it's pretty much sure that I'm dehydrated, which I know I'm always dehydrated because my body processes stuff so fast. But men and women, take care of yourself. One of the best things for you is water. So y'all going to see a new drug on here, which I'm happy about because I'm going to have the Deer Park logo. And you got to hear me. I could, you know, listen to old episodes, hear myself opening the cap, all type of stuff. So we got the water on deck. Here we go. All right, Supreme Court kills Biden's student debt plan and a setback for it. It's not, it wasn't a setback, okay? It was only a setback if you've been lying to yourself or if you truly thought it was going to happen, which would be against any type of logic that has ever existed during this entire student loan process. And you started making moves that you shouldn't have made. Um, I didn't go in depth into the, uh, I think believe it was a white paper about what happened when the forbearance occurred on the, for the student loans. It's, it's still on. So no, ended, no, it, no, it ends uh, September 1st. Yeah. I think I misspoke as well. Interest starts back up September 1st. The projected that loans are going to start back up August 1st, obviously pay on, uh, be on the lookout for your uh, loan servicer to contact you. I think they require to contact you six weeks before your loans start back up. So that means in a, around a month from now, but you know, around the second or third week or so of August, you guys should be receiving some paperwork about your student loans starting back up. That's probably going to be the earliest. They have to contact you at, at least six weeks. So they might have they might have already contacted you. Be on the lookout for that um, as well. Also, ooh, excuse me, print out your balance so that whatever, when your loans start back, that you know exactly how much you owe during this whole period. You don't want any information to get misconstrued and you don't, you owe too much. All right. Or your loan might get you know sold off to another company, things like that. For those of you who want to refinance, obviously, you know, go ahead and refinance your student loans. And if you don't know, you might as well start making your student loan payment now. Don't wait till it starts back up. Um, definitely start making before September 1st. You got that whole, you know, that month of interest accruing mainly, mainly loan payments. But all right, Supreme Court, yes, we, we know setback. It wasn't really a setback, but here we go. Mm, let's see. And this was by oh, oh for those of you your first time listening. The author's names of most of these articles I read destroy me. And out of all of the episodes, these are probably the hardest one. Nina Totenberg? Got that. I know I got that. The second person, and respectfully, I assume it's Megan, but I don't know if this is, you know, Megan Latta Cupata? Look, I mean, that's not like I got that right, but who knows? All right, here we go, though. And a highly anticipated, yes, highly anticipated Supreme Court decision on Friday. Student loan, last Friday, so, uh, excuse me, two Fridays ago. June 30th, yeah, Supreme Court struck it down. It pissed off, you know, tens of millions of Americans. By way of six to three, which is how the Supreme Court is set up, which is why, you know, simple logic. Um, you kind of knew it wasn't going to go in the Democrats' favor or the liberal favor, however you want to classify them. And only three people are Democrat slash liberal on the Supreme Court. Other six are conservative, Republican. So there you go. The high court ruled that federal law does not authorize the Department of Education to cancel such student loan debt. And actually, I was on a, now that I'm remembering this, I'm going to wait until this is an article. I got another article, not really an article, just something for y'all to see um, before I go to the narrow wallet one. All right. Writing for the majority. I got to stop talking out loud while I'm doing this, as I just did. Chief, Chief Justice. 
John Roberts said, the authority to modify statues, modifies in quotes, and regulations allows the secretary to make modest adjustments and additions to existing provisions, not transform them. So modify versus transform. Now we get into like, what are the legal definitions of that? Which had the legal uh, dictionary up. One could say if something is modified, it's been transformed. I guess not. Here we go. Right. Supreme Court. We're talking about you know, top lawyers slash judges, you know, and you know, kind of ever because in the Supreme Court, we hope they're amazing at their job. All right. Siding with the states. Justice Amy Connie Barrett said in her concurring opinion, major questions doctrine reinforces the majority's conclusion, but is not necessary to it. Oh, it's a whole it's the whole thing. Oh, wow. We're not reading. We're not reading the six half, 76 pages, 77. All right. In her dissent, Justice Elena Kagan criticized the court's overreach and noticed she would have decided the states didn't have the right to sue. So in short, if you know of Mohila, some, a lot of you probably have students with Mohila. That's in Missouri. Missouri is one of the states that were complaining about this. But in short, they were able to prove that since... Mohila, and this is what I read, I could be wrong about this, but Mohila was going to lose money that would impact the state of Missouri. Thus, the state of uh, Missouri would be hurt in this case. They would actually have a case to say this couldn't go through um, as the plaintiff. All right. The plaintiffs in this case are six states have no personal stake in the secretary loan forgiveness plan, she said. They are classic ideological plaintiffs. This is people who believe the student loan forgiveness should have occurred, obviously. They think the plan, a they think the plan a very bad idea, but they are no worse off because the secretary defers. All right, can okay, last year, right in August, almost a year now, it almost took a year for this forgiveness to occur. That's crazy. How much debt could you have paid off in a year waiting for this with no interest? All right, I made I made the post. Let me. It's on. I made it on Instagram. Made a post talking about how hey. How much student loan debt could y'all have paid off? Not to mention, if we end up waiting, we end up waiting until uh, results found. Is it, is it making me log in? I gotta log in. If you end up waiting, if you think it's been over three years now, the student loan uh, forbearance took place in March of 2020. Okay, by the time your student loan start back up. Without the for with the with the interest, that's gonna be September of 2023. So that's gonna be almost 40 months of no student loan payments and no interest. Hold on, y'all. Let me sign in real quick. So you sign in. How much debt could you have paid off in that time frame? Then on top of that, if you want the forgiveness so bad, let's say you know they end up doing maybe they end up, you know, extending the forbearance or something like that. You know, so they they said they weren't going to, and then they said it multiple times. But what if they end up What if they end up doing that? By the time you put in a new president, that's going to be January 2025. So I made a post here that said the next likely chance that student loan forgiveness. Thank you. Y'all probably can't even see that. But the next likely chance that student loan forgiveness is January 20th, 2025. That's the next inauguration day for a new president. Assuming Biden doesn't win re-election, right? Because if he's going to be in, he's going to be in the whole time. So that's no interest forbearance. A total of 41 months. If you talk about the 18 months from now the time i made this post was last week or 59 total debt payments right you got 40 41 months of no interest and then you got the 18 months until you vote a new president in 
Most of you can pay off student loans in five years, but doing that shows you had control the whole time. All right, and this is the part where people don't want to have a discussion. That's that's five years. 59 months is five years, five years, 60 months. That's insane. All right, so at some point in time, y'all got to take control of your life. And the fact it almost took a year for this forbearance to come through, excuse me, this forgiveness to come through is insane. Insane. All right, okay, again, talking about that. Yep, okay, 20,000. All right, if you got a Pell Grant, 10,000. If you didn't, they referenced the 2001 law that allows Secretary of Education to alleviate the hardship that federal student loan recipients may suffer as a result of national emergencies. Now, obviously, the pandemic was a national emergency, so they didn't have to prove it's a national emergency. They had to prove whether or not the secretary, based off this 2001 law, the HEROES Act is the law they're referring to, the Secretary of Education would be able to transform, in the words of the Supreme Court, right? They're using the words transform, whereas, listen to the hearing, the Biden administration, the lawyer for the Biden administration was talking about modify. They did, the secretary can't modify, modify. But here they're talking about, nah, he can't, he can't transform, not transform. This would be transforming. Okay, so if you want to know one of the reasons or the yeah, the main justification seems like it didn't go through is because they felt, or not that they felt, they believe from a legal standpoint, I don't feel this, this is a, a law. They believe that the law should be interpreted as the secretary can modify the student loans. Now, I want to be very clear. Wouldn't you just ask, okay, what's the cap on the word modify? Like how much money can we modify then? And then just do that. Doesn't that make the most sense? So, I mean, if you want to get the forgiveness, like don't, don't try. I mean, you know, initially the, the amount of the initial uh, forgiveness that they had to rework that from a legal standpoint. And then I think they might've reworked it one more time. So decreasing the amount of people that would have qualified for the forgiveness, but the Supreme, the Supreme court and the way I read this now, I'm not a lawyer or judge, but the way I read this is that the authority to modify statutes and regulations allows Supreme court to make modest adjustments and additions to existing provisions. Okay. Supreme court y'all, y'all saying in your ruling, your, this is your part of your ruling. This is from chief justice. John Roberts. So if I'm about administration or, you know, people who want this forgiveness so bad, who and you know, I'm not gonna get no forgiveness, but you should say, hey, all right, tell us what the dollar amount is and at least give us that. Spread that out across everybody. Is it, you know, is it a thousand? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? What is it? It's less than less than ten thousand, right? And it might not be less than ten thousand, right? Because some people getting twenty thousand. I can't remember how it broke out for everybody. But that's just something I figured out. Then they said 40% of people or so would have gotten the forgiveness um if it went through. And it's um 40 million borrowers. So what's that? That's 100. What is 40 million? What's 40% of that? 40 or 16. So it's 16 million people. So if 16 million people, right? Got let's just say let's say everybody was Pell Grant. The 20,000, that'd be 300. That's still that's still almost all of it. They got 320. Um, that's still 320 um, yeah, billion dollars. I think this plan was over 400 billion. So, you know, if I if I'm on the liberal side, people want this type of forgiveness, just say, okay, can we can you, you know, can you quantify these words? They, they can make modest adjustments. What does modest mean? Or all right, my, and they can modify modestly, should I say? All right, but here we go again. We talk about yeah, pandemic. Yeah, if they froze the student loans, all right. All right, after buying um, yep, yeah, okay. Talking about the lawsuits that got filed, right? They kept pushing up the courts. Um, you get major questions, doctor, and the idea that Congress must speak very clearly when granting power to, act, 
to executive agencies like the Department of Education to make decisions about issues that are politically or economically significant. All right, so let, let's let's recap this before I, yeah, I'm gonna read, read the other article now before the NerdWallet one. The High Court or the Supreme Court's ruling signifies another example of its expanding use of the major questions doctrine. The idea that Congress must speak very clearly when granting power to executive agencies like the Department of Education. When they talk about the secretary, they're talking about the secretary of education. And the head of that is the secretary, um, the head of Department of Education, Secretary of Education, to make decisions about issues that are politically or, in this case, economically significant. It would be both technically, but it's definitely economically significant. And as the doctrine says, if there is any ambiguity to whether Congress has granted this power, courts should not presume that Congress did so. So you're supposed to rule in short against it. If it's not clear, if it's ambiguous, which is pretty much the opposite of clear, let me make sure. Of language open to more than one open to more than one interpretation having a double meaning oh goodness supposed to rule against what whatever um somebody's trying to do last year the high court struck down the secretary of labor's vaccine mandate on these grounds my goodness all right here we go so as you see it's saying congress congress the idea is that congress must speak very clearly when granting, I mean, I, I've done this before, but this is one of the. I think this paragraph, if, you, if you're upset about the student loans, this paragraph explains to you why the student loans or Supreme Court ruled against it. If you don't know, in the United States of America, from a federal standpoint, if money is getting spent, in short, Congress has to be the one to okay it, right? And not okay it, they must speak very clearly when granting power. Not only that, Excuse me, not, not only do they, do they spend the money, if they're saying someone else can spend the money, especially to executive agencies, which is the, the Secretary of Education is under, because the president is in the executive branch. For those who don't know, you got checks and balances, executive branch, judicial branch, where the Supreme Court's at, and then you got the legislative branch where Congress is at, and that's made up of House of Representatives and the Senate. All right, so you got the president in the executive branch as long as the members of his cabinet, which is where the Secretary of Education is. The executive branch does not get to spend the money. Congress or the legislative branch gets to. They make those decisions. And they're, they're sure they're delegated. The Supreme Court's not going to spend any money, right? Not, not, not to my knowledge. So in short, the only other people who can spend the money or branch will be the executive branch. Congress has to clearly state that. So when people are complaining about, oh, my goodness, why can student loans get not get forgiveness? But the PPP loans can. Well, if you just see... Before I get to this, let me, this I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing this. Let me share my screen. This is the stuff that I get very confused that y'all complain about. Y'all talk about all these things that we did not learn in school. Where, depending on you know if you're a late millennial or Gen Z, but if you're born in the early '90s or before, you probably took some type of civics or U.S. government class where you learned about checks and balances. This is grade A. Basic 101 checks and balances. This is a, the the con Congress, the Congress, Congress, the legislative branch. They spend the money. All right. So if money is getting, if someone's about to say they're spend, they're about to spend some money, and it's they're not, they are not a, a representative or a senator. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably not going to go down. It, that's just simple logic. So if you just understood that premise alone, you would know that this, you know, 
the, the, you know, you got better luck of having hell freeze freeze over. What happens to all those people who say hell is going to, you know, if hell freeze over and it does? Anyways, so when they talk about, well, how come the PP loans got forgiven? Well, and this is from Senate.gov. I be see, you know, I'm still getting my all my streaming skills up, but my links be my Google skills are on point. This is from Senate.gov. All right, this is not .org.com, .net, nothing. This is .gov. What do we see here? As part of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, Congress created the Paycheck Protection Program (PPP) to provide loans to help small businesses stay afloat and retain employees during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, regardless, you know, okay, five hundred billion dollars, things like that. Have you ever heard the term, you know, "act of God, act of nature," or an act of Congress? It would take an act of Congress. This. They didn't just like make up that phrase. This is an act from or of Congress. They're the ones who get to spend the money. So the reason the PPP loans got forgiven is because Congress said so. They're the ones who get to spend the money. Now, I know a lot of you have issue with that because you really don't control the spending in your household because you got all this debt. That's why you listen to me and Jordan. We're trying to help you out. Yada, yada. But Congress is the one who make, who make the decision when it comes to spending the money. Again, the executive branch, president, commander in chief, President declares war, but the financing of the war is done by Congress. They're the one who actually spend the money so we can actually go to war. The president say, all right, we're going to war here. Congress got to spend that money or come up with that money, make whatever cuts, whatever it is. But they're the ones who make the decision on the money spending. So for future reference, if Biden says he's going to do this again, which we're going to talk about on plan B, it's got to be clear that he says that now. The PPP loan was bipartisan. I think, it, let me see if I can find it. And a lot of people agree with this. Here we go. Let me see if I can find it here. Something on here said, uh, let me see. And for those who know bipartisan, that's both, that's both sides. So that's going to be the Dems, the Dems and the Republicans. I can't find it on here. But in short, okay, we're good. We applied these bipartisan efforts. All right, to provide additional resources to people during the pandemic. Got it. Let's see the first mention of this. Yeah, bipartisan. There we go. I might have had it the whole time. It's bipartisan legislation to streamline forgiveness, right? All right, so that that's that note is something that I think people just don't don't want to accept. Congress didn't make the decision. And again. Congress must speak very clearly if they're giving the executive branch this ability. All right. Decision comes as it's not a disappointment. I mean, it is a disappointment, but I mean, my goodness, don't set yourself up for failure like this. All right. It's too long for borrowing. Right. 43 million borrowers. Good. That's one in eight. Oh, my goodness. Is that really one in eight? What is it? 330 million people here. That one, that one in eight is a bad number because, um, Because if it's Americans, obviously, you know, children aren't Americans. And they, they shoot some children are Americans, but they, they, the children don't have this alone. So, yeah, it's still one in eight, but obviously, that's not all the Americans. That's still, that's even more, though. That's even more. All right. Come fall, student loan. All right, interest. Let's start back up. We talked about that. All right, boom. <laughs> we'll begin affecting borrowers in all 50 states and DC. Wow. I mean, what are the chances? What, what does affecting mean? Is it supposed to be a negative connotation for affecting? Y'all, it's not. <laughs> It's not like the interest was never accruing and now it's about to start accruing again. Like, 
y'all should be blessed that y'all had these 41 months of no student loan payments. That's insane. Insane. Now, if you're going to tell me that during these 41 months, that's what I'm supposed to read because I was thinking when I was reading the Instagram post I made. I'm supposed to read my um whatever my my comment, whatever the comment thing is supposed to make. Regardless, you have if you're complaining saying you won't be able to pay all your student loans off in 41 months, bull. That's bull. That is bull. Most of you would have been able to pay off your student loans in 41 months. 41 months. That's three and a half years. I mean, how much more do y'all want with no interest, by the way? It's no interest. None. All right. Here we go. Get into this next article. Not this one. I canceled this one out. All right. Here we go. The last one is going to be Supreme Court of the United States. Block student debt cancellation. All right. But now look. But 1965 law is Biden's plan B. Y'all. Okay. Jordan talks about. I don't know if y'all know when 1965 is, but it's a year after 1964. Y'all, this is a year after the Civil Rights Act. Now, I want to be very... If you got to go back to damn near Jim Crow, I think it's just time to give it up. I, I know baby boomers have uh, student loan debt, but the people complaining about this are not people born during this time frame. So th this law it was not intended for this, but let's see, let's get into it and let's see what this plan B is gonna be. This is by Lisa Haberstock. The White House will use, will use, will try to use the Higher Education Act as an alternate legal route for the up to 20,000 per borrower student debt cancellation. But the success of this path is far from guaranteed. Oh, wow. By the way, just simple logic. It's probably gonna take a year for this to go through, just, just simple logic. They're starting about the same time they did last year. So you might not see this until, you know, April of next year or so, April or May. And how about this? You're going to have the interest starting up by then. And by the way, when we get to around April, you know, middle to late spring, early summer of next year, what time of the year is that? In 2024, which is an election year. It's going to be, y'all, we got to, it's, it's time to vote soon for the president. This is insane. I just feel so bad that some of you actually think this is going to happen and you're you're putting this part of your financial plan instead of just putting in the work for 41 months. By the way, don't tell me that this is you couldn't have paid off your student loans in 41 months if you don't show me your budget for the last, you know, the, the 41 months that would have occurred. I, this, this is not a prediction situation. I already know what would have happened to you by September 1st of this year. I mean, it's going to be July 12th when y'all hear this. This gets released. All right. So that. All right, that, that's 40 of the months. Okay, so what happened in the last 40 months? Are you telling me you couldn't have found a way to at least maybe not pay them all because some of you got some wild numbers, but make a significant dent? Don't get me started. All right, editor's note. All right, June all right, 30th, right? All right, Supreme Court, Heroes Act. All right, shortly after. Also, I mean, it is a plan B, so it makes sense they had it, you know, on deck. But the fact that I think it was like the his next press conference, like immediately after, but like, all right, the Supreme Court said no. All right, here's a backup option. It's like, man, sometimes you know, plan B is to see plan A, a out. Shout out to Anton Dance for that. I mean, my goodness, I mean, why don't you just do both plans at the same time? How about that? All right, Supreme Court might strike down. All right, in the coming weeks. Okay, we're talk about that. Higher education. Okay, here we go. The Higher Education Act or HEA here. 
could unlock an alternate route for broad student debt cancellation. Signed by President Lyndon B. Johnson in 1965, the landmark legislation laid the foundation of the modern U.S. college funding system. So is this Lyndon B. Johnson to blame for student loan debt? It established and governs grants, federal loans, and other programs that help students pay for school, and it empowers Secretary of Education to compromise, waive, or release federal student loans. This is this this is modified compromise. This is modified. This is modified. Put it like this. I want to be very clear. The Heroes Act said during a national emergency that whether you believe in the panorama or not, it was a global emergency. The Earth was shut shut down. So if you have a global emergency on your your side from a legal standpoint. And they still say, nah, Congress didn't make it clear you got this power. What made you think something from 1965 done by the president? Again, this is done by the president. This is, I mean, it's signed by the president, but still. What makes you think that something from 1965 is going to have more weight than something from 2001 and you had the panorama on your side? Sorry, now I'm reading this from my own information. All right. This is insanity. The HEA, or HEA, has changed over time to reflect the needs of society, says Twinette. Never seen Twinette as a name before Johnson. Last name was, anyways. A law professor and intern dean at the University of the District of Columbia School of Law. But even as the HEA has expanded, Johnson says it must continue to serve its core purpose to make higher education more accessible and to remove the blocks that may impede it. That, what? Hold on. So this pretty much says it's probably not going to happen because the, the purpose of this HEA is to make it accessible and to remove the blocks that may impede that access. And here's the funny thing is student if student loans impact your ability to get every loan, but a student loan. Oh, my goodness. OK, let's OK. Again, this is from Twinette Johnson. I could I drive down District Columbia School of Law. Law professor, she's an in, interim dean. I said intern, interim dean. Johnson says it must continue to serve its core purpose to make higher education more accessible and to remove the blocks that may impede that access. Student loans don't block people. How, how does, what does forgiving, if you forgive the student loans, right, you, you'll be removing a block for people to access higher education, which means that the student loans will be blocking people to get more student loans, which should be the case. That, that's how debt is supposed to work. <laughs> and all, honestly, I'm just ready. I don't even want to end it. I just want to stop it because with all the student loan information in my head, this is like the icing on the cake. Insanity. I want to be very clear. Out of every loan that you can get besides like a payday loan, student loans don't impact, I mean, excuse me, student loans impact everything but student loans. Student loans do not impede your ability to get more student loans. They One would say they enable it because like, you know, to get, you take out student loans to get your bachelor's and to get, to get master's student loan debt or doctor, right? graduate type student loans, you got to get your bachelor.
I'm sorry, y'all, but th this is gold. This is gold. All right, but the White House is yet hasn't yet announced a student loan debt cancellation plan via the HEA or otherwise. So borrowers should prepare as if bills. No, the bills are resuming. Don't. All right, HEA's debt cancellation history. All right, let's see. Okay, it's done some debt cancellation. Let's see. Two major lawsuits currently pending a Supreme Court ruling have derailed. Okay, Plan A got it. Okay, yes, Heroes Act passed, and you had you had something that was passed. Again, my, my guess is 1965. That's you know obviously a year after the Civil Rights Act, but that, that's probably the reason that this legislation was passed for the HEA. But if you got the panorama on your side and you got an act in the wake of the 9-11 attacks, I mean, my goodness. I mean, what would you rather have on your side to be like, yes, United States, you should let me do this. The Civil Rights Movement or the panorama and 9-11, right? It's Civil Rights or panorama and 9-11. I mean, my goodness. I mean, two versus one. Oh my goodness. Right? Waiver modify, right? That this is really getting for, and also to the Heroes Act, whether people like this or not, is it was for people going to war. So people, you know, after 9-11, we went to war. It's supposed to be for our, our soldiers that get deployed and so that they don't come back and have all the student loan debt. Due to the inability to um, you know, pay their student loans or you know, for, for whatever it is, but hey. Debt obligations for borrowers affected by a war, military operation, or national emergency. And I mean, and again, the panorama was a national emergency, but you know, view it how you view it. But clearly, Heroes Act it, it was intended for if we go to war and it, for soldiers. All right, okay, in August, all right, okay, cool. We'll talking about that again. Though, right, HEA allows secretary to compromise, waive, or release. It sounds, compromise, waive, or release sounds like a watered-down version of modify. This does not sound like transform. If I'm the Supreme Court, I would say now, if you use this, we're going to say no, because compromise, waive, or release does not mean transform. But it doesn't, yeah, you don't, but it, what do you mean? It doesn't include specific requirements like a national emergency. The issue wasn't that it wasn't a national emergency. The issue was that it's, let me see when this article was written. Yeah, this, this article was written last week. The, the issue was not about the national emergency. The issue was whether or not they were modifying the student loans or not by doing this forgiveness. And the Supreme Court said they were the secretary would be transforming it. And also, too, Congress had to clearly state that the executive branch had this power. Oh, my goodness. Government, see, they, they need to read the article. They need to watch this episode and read this article. No disrespect to Elisa. The government has called on the HA to cancel student loan before, albeit in a narrow case. Oh my goodness, so now. Okay, Polymaker were able to roll out public student loan forgiveness and income-driven repayment programs, which erase student debt after eligible borrowers make payment. Are they saying that the 1965 HEA Act is what instituted the public service loan forgiveness, which is like a one to two percent success rate? Reading is fundamental. If you can't read, if you have low comp reading comprehension skills, please please get your reading up. This is right here. Again, There, why is it always, it's never like multiple paragraphs. Obviously, you know, if you're writing well, you put stuff in a paragraph. But this is it right here. They're saying the HEA essentially allowed the public service loan forgiveness program and income-driven payment programs, which erase student debt after eligible borrowers make payments for a set number of years. So one would say, if you're going to use this, all right, yeah, you can use this, but they've got to make payments for a set number of years. can't be instantaneous. The public service loan forgiveness, by the way, is 120 payments, which is at least 10 years. Like, what? 
what? This 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 would not be the act. Okay, around 615 borrowers were approved for 42 billion in loan forgiveness under the PSLF program between 2001 of October and 2023 of May. So a little, a little under two years, around 18 months. That's from the education department. And again, they were asking for 10 times this. And mind you, too, this again, this 42 billion, even if they let's say you do another 42 billion, it won't be instantaneous. It'll be spread out over in short this time frame that they're displaying here from October. Uh, 2021 to May 2023, so around, like I said, 18 months. <laughs> RAHEA was also behind the recent six billion. Again, only six billion dollars. We're talking about we're, we're talking about 400 billion here. All right. Which okay, 300,000. Again, we're talking about 300,000 borrowers. This is how many borrowers before 615? So we're going again. Look how bump the percentage that the dollar amount is of because right that you know what people have is what people have. But we're going from 43 million people to 615,000 or 300,000. Okay, that's less of a 4%, or excuse me, 4 million is 1% of, excuse me, it's 10% of 4 million or 40 million. All right, so we're talking anywhere from one, you know, to 2% of what they were trying to forget, the, the people they're trying to impact. And but like this. In this case, I mean, there's all there's been always this, there's always forgiveness going on for I, I can't think of the colleges, but you know, colleges that you the colleges you see on TV always being advertised when you got from school and middle school and high school, they were they were uh essentially scam colleges. And so people got their student loans forgiven for that, but they also don't have a degree. That's one of the issues with that though, which is what y'all lucky I'm not in charge. But if in my case, if I was in charge, I would have no issue forgiving people student loans. What do people complain about? Whether or not student loan, our student loans can't be bankruptable. But when you bankrupt somebody, if you file bankruptcy, right, on your car and you know, your car is included, your house or whatever, I can't remember which number it is. I think it's chapter. I did an episode on this, I should know. Chapter seven versus when is it? The biggest difference chapter is that chapter and books on discharging. Right, so chapter third. So if you file, if you file a chapter seven on this, right, then you would you would be able you would be discharging the debt, and a lot of you want to be able to discharge your loans. Well, when you no longer you know have your car, right, your car gets repoed, and you file a bankruptcy, you don't have your car anymore. I have to make some payments, right? We don't have your car no more, right? So if you want your student loans forgiven, that's cool. But imagine if now you no longer technically have a degree. And then let's say you're in a job which requires a degree. Now your job would have to make a decision whether or not they would have to, you know, fire you. Right. But hey, now I'm not gonna make it so you gotta go back and like get your degree, but you gotta pay your debt. Now you gotta you gotta pay this debt back. And you pay your debt back, then your your degree gets reinstated. So, you know, for the jobs that still reach out or the places that still verify whether or not you actually have a degree, imagine if you lost your degree or if you're in a situation where you 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 truly had to have a degree to have your job. And if you lost your degree, several like people who have clearances, you lose your clearance and you lose a job. Not that you, they, they had to fire you, it's that you lost your clearance. And to have this job, you have to have a clearance, a security clearance. What if that was the case? People wouldn't like that. All right, but I mean, that, that, that's kind of, you know, what comes with bankruptcy. And now mind you, there's a funny thing about chapter 13 is I'm in bankruptcy probably because I can't make my payments. And now y'all trying to make me make some more payments. So if, you, if you've dealt with anybody who's went through bankruptcy, I mean, it is the death of your finances on the personal side, at least. 
All right, we'll get their debt charged. All right, pass loan payments reimbursed. Ooh, they got loan payments reimbursed too. That now that's y'all want to shout out people in the six billion or in, um, sorry, 300,000 borrowers. All right, this is not all right, cool. Legal roadmap could differ. We almost okay, yeah, we're almost done, y'all. Let me see on that probably 45 minutes. Yep, see, I've been doing I've doing this long enough to where I know how long I've been live streaming. All right, legal roadmap could differ. If Biden's debt cancellation plan went through the Higher Education Act instead of the HEROES Act, the legal rollout could look different. There are several plausible scenarios, explains Harine. Harine, this is Luke. If the Department of Education invokes HEA's compromise and settle authority, it might need to issue a regulation which will require a long negotiated rulemaking and notice and comment period. Legal political stuff legal jar okay that's it's not, that sucks usually takes over again I, I promise you i don't read these articles ahead of time it's gonna take over a year to do and it would be subject to judicial review and so on so he's still still got put on supreme court congress could also step in and block the regulation via the congressional review act yes right i mean shout out to congress that's why people say look shout out to the president Florida President Biden, President Trump, President Obama, all the presidents. But again, checks and balance. If you, and this is to be very clear, one can make the case the executive branch has the least amount of power out of the three branches: executive, legislative, and judicial. And it's like if you if you really want some power in the government, control the Senate and control the Supreme Court. You control the Supreme Court, you can damn near do whatever you want. Those are permanent. Those are lifetime positions. And when they make a ruling. They, that's it. There is the one thing, you know, about complaining. We go to somebody to complain, right? I'm going to talk to higher higher-ups. The federal government is a higher-up. So when it comes from a legal standpoint, the Supreme Court is, is there's nobody to go above when it comes to Supreme Court. You got to go through the whole process again as far as find, you know, another law or another issue, another court case to get pushed up to them. But once they make this rule on the Supreme, this the student loan situation, you need another law, another something, something to occur, another court case for them to look at it again. I mean, and shout out to the executive branch. This is why it's very important to vote in the midterm elections, which has been last year, 2022, and the next one being 2026. Midterm elections are every four years as well. They're just on an off cycle. Um, they're on a, uh, a different cycle than um, the presidential election. But this is why it's very important to pay attention to your midterm elections. Not only that, for your midterm elections, what else do you vote for? Your state officials. So not like you I mean you, you still vote for your your federal state senator, but you know the people who actually rep who actually work for the state government. So your governor, right? You, you vote for your your, your executive and legislative branch there as well. Um, what is it? County executive, which is essentially like the governor or the president of your county. Things like that. You vote for all those people during the midterms. So not only you vote essentially for the people who represent your state on the federal level and the people who work for the government within your state. And then obviously if you live in a city like the Baltimore City, um, you know, all, all those type of things. That's when you vote for that. So it's very important because when you get to the case, we see, oh, well, Congress can complain about this. Yeah. Now, obviously, the president does nominate. The people on the Supreme Court, as everybody saw with Justice Kavanaugh, uh, what he went through when President Trump elected him, but they go through right, a, a congressional hearing, right? They go through this process before they get on there. So the Supreme Court is the only part, well, not the only part, but out of the, the three main faces of the Supreme Court, Congress, and the president slash vice president 
where you actually don't vote for them. Those are nominated. They're not elected. Only the president slash vice president and everybody in Congress do we actually elect. Opposite Congress, you know, based off your state. Do we actually elect? And then on top of that, Supreme Court is the only one. It's, it's the permanent position. They don't, they don't have to get reelected. They just want to stay up. They stay up there until they don't want to stay up there anymore. They can die in that seat if they want to. So this is why it's very important to truly understand the process, meaning the executive branch can't spend any money. So when Biden said he's going to spend some money, he can't truly do that. President Biden, excuse me. And then when you don't vote in the midterm election, we have a lower turnout. Then you complain when the people you vote for Congress, right? They don't do things that, you know, that you want them to do. It's like, well, you didn't vote for them, which is probably why they're not doing what you want to do because you didn't go out and vote. All right. Off the my soapbox. All right. Usually take a year to do. Yeah, Congress to step in. Yep. And if you want this done, right away, Congress should do it. Congress, Congress needs to pass something. President Biden can just go ahead. And then boom, there you go. It's done. Because now you got two out of the three sides, right? In short, the legislative branch and the judicial branch disagree with the executive branch. That's two. I mean, it's two versus one. It's, it's that simple. All right. Alternatively, the Department of Education could issue an order, which is a quasi-judicial act. Okay. Again, it could be separate judicial challenge. If the Supreme Court has to look at a student loan situation, it's going to be a no. It's six to three right now. So you need, you know, at least two people to flip. You have five to four. But it would not be. OK, so they can do a route that is judicial route, but you don't have to worry about Con Congressional Review Act. Cool. And it won't take over a year. All right. Try that route. If you want the Supreme Court to rule on something based off of this article, that seems like it has less strength. In the Heroes Act, where you literally showed how it forgives less student loan debt, which is, by the way, the Supreme Court agrees that the Secretary of Education has the power to, in their words, modify student loan debt, just not the amount. And so this HEA Act pretty much says, yeah, you, I mean, you can use this act if you want to, but if you want to use the, Hero, the Heroes Act and HEA Act, say the same thing. You can forgive, you know, 300,000 people or 615,000 people, you know, $42 billion if you want to. Six, $6 billion is what it is. But over $400 billion? Nah. The Heroes Act doesn't say that, and pretty much this HEA, HEA Act is not even has been used for that. I'm not a lawyer, but it's like simple logic. Earlier choice requires a slew of administrative law processes. Okay, Department of Ed is preparing for a negative yesterday. Okay, ultimately, a Plan B success story could hinge on speed. It's harder for the court to undo cancellation than it is to prevent it in the first place. What? It's going to do it and be like, oh, gotcha. Well, it's a Kanye West gift. Gotcha. All right. Well, Biden pursue our right, plan B. They're standing about plan A and has not publicly offered any of that cancellation. Our administration is confident our legal authority to adopt this plan and today made clear that opponents of the program. All right. Our activist act said we're hyper focused on making sure that this plan are enacted. Probably president. We're not engaging the administration on any type of plan B yet. We think, okay, this is still talking about plan A stuff. You know, this is updated July 5th. Okay, this, yes, this is the president saying he's not confident in the outcome on March 1st. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no crystal ball. Okay, yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. Administration has done, okay, good work, yeah. This is a, you know, bad. You all shouldn't have counted on it. Okay, yeah, this is still pre, right? 
Are right, prepared for the worst? Yes. No. The worst. I mean, prepare for the worst, but it's gonna. The worst is gonna happen. All right, y'all. Again, it's by Elisa Haverstock. Scotus block Supreme Court United States block student debt cancellation, but Biden's Plan B is 1965 law that was signed by Lyndon B. Johnson. All right, y'all. That's it. Look, let me let me hydrate before I go on my end of the show rant. I want to be clear. At some point in time, you have to take control of your life. But not, nothing that I read from the, this NerdWall article makes it even sound like it's possible for the amount that the uh, originally, you know, 10 to 20,000 per borrower, so the 400 billion roughly, you know, even seems feasible. The HEA Act says, yeah, you can forgive some student loan, but like, you know, 40 billion, I guess, you know, 6 billion, I mean, sure, definitely 6 billion, no, 300,000, let's say a quarter million. So, you know, around a quarter, I mean, excuse me, three, three and a fourth quarter million people, you know, around, around a million people can get forgiveness. Not 40, not 40 million, not 40 times that, it's definitely 43 million. So, not 43 times. You definitely can't do 10 times, not $420 billion. You can do 42 billion. You do 42 billion, even though that was over 18 months, not not instantaneously. That didn't happen. And that's the part where, again, for those of you who want this forgiveness, and for those of you who truly want this done, you have to, you know, make use of what you got. I told you the the forgiveness for the student loans, by the way, it was the 41 months of no interest. That that, that was it. And I think I also made a mistake too saying the interest or whatever was lost, that it was uh, more than the forgiveness, but it wasn't. It's like a there was like a hundred billion or something like that. Regardless, look at me doing the air cleanups during the show. Regardless, 41 months of no interest and no payments is insane. Insane. And if it does hold up that all of the forbearance months will equate to one month. So 41 forbearance months will equate to 41 out of the 120 qualifying payments for this public student loan forgiveness, they gave you a third. I mean, like, how how much do you want? They gave you no interest. They gave you a third of the forgiveness, which washed it all away. Like, it's a lot. And you can't, I mean, you know, winter rules supposed to be followed. Again, we showed the PPP loans. PPP loan at the Congress that clearly stated what they wanted to do. Bipartisan, by the way. Again, this this forgiveness for student loans will not be bipartisan. It will not be bipartisan. That's that's just that's just stuff that you have to consider and understand when you, you're seeing how things are going on, you know, everywhere, but you know, particularly in our country on a political front. The president, in short, slash executive branch, that's not where the money gets spent. The president tried to spend four hundred billion dollars. They was like, This is not you Congress gotta clearly say you get to do this. That's the Supreme Court said. And that, that's also how it's set up as well. I mean, I mean, Supreme Court didn't need to say that, but as a reinforcement for the checks and balances, that's how it is. So 99.99, you know, not guaranteeing it, but I would highly doubt that. Let's say, let's say I can't guarantee the amount. They forgive a dollar per person, right? But 43 million people all getting student loan forgiveness, some type, some dollar amount all at the same time. You know, but I would I would say 
not whatever is more, you know, less likely than health reason over. It's not going to happen. Not, you know, not in a, again, a crazy amount, even $10,000. That's what was that? It's ten thousand four hundred. It's ten thousand dollars for each borrower, four hundred thirty billion dollars. Ten thousand times forty billion. Ten would be four hundred. A hundred before. Yes, that's four hundred thirty billion dollars. So it's, it's not. It's going to be less than ten thousand a person on average, because it just got shut down for the roughly four hundred whatever they're trying to do. It's that simple, y'all. All right, again. Necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. You can pay off your student loans. You just got to literally and figuratively put in the work. You get on your budget, pay for just your necessities plus your debt payments, and then put everything you can toward your student loans. Most of you can pay off your student loans in 41 months or less. Now, if you have made decisions that put you in a position where you can't do that, that's on you. But a, a lot of you could have paid off your student loans during the pandemic. And as, like I said, the white paper said, you went and took your uh, your student loan payment, you know, minimum payment, and went and got you some more debt with that. Use it to save for something, and you have more debt. And now you're in a worse position. You're Most people who had this forbearance are in a worse position than before the pandemic started. This is, and I'm, not, I'm just talking about from a, a budget standpoint, regardless of inflation, which is you know, part of your budget. But regardless of inflation, just like now, you know, how much you increase your budget from an expense standpoint, you didn't increase your income by that percentage. And now you got your student loan, excuse me. Now you got student loans starting back up and you got inflation going crazy. Inflation's actually tapering off, but it is what it is. At some point in time, you got to take control of your life and not expect somebody else to fix it right coming right, right at the hour. All right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded, end of the episode. Make sure if you haven't already, as I said earlier, hit that like button, share, subscribe, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Again, I missed a week. It is what it is. We in, you know, it's in the present now. The episode's going to be up. All right, so watch it. Appreciate y'all watching it. Again, my information as well as my co-host information. Jordan, why did I say co-host? Why did I say it like that? My co-host information is my wife, she always she always makes fun of me after I do this stuff. So I can hear you up there. Yeah. My co-host information as well as myself. Information is in the show notes. Again, my co-host is Jordan. Stop stalling J. Twitter, Instagram, not Jordan. His 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 handle is Stop Stalling J. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm late. I mean, I'm tired. It's nine o'clock. And then my information is sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Jordan's business page is finallyfit.live. That's where y'all need because health is wealth as well. You need to get your health in order because a lot of y'all struggling financially due to what? Medical bills or that you're out of shape so you can't put, you don't have any actual energy to work or you have a terrible diet so you're spending more money on food that's not good for you. So not only do you not exercise, here though my end of the show rant, not only do you not exercise so you're tired, you have left energy to do stuff that's beneficial for you, then you're spending your money, which you shouldn't, on Food that's not good for you and alcohol. You're double screwing yourself. You're out of shape and you're fueling your body with stuff that's not good for you. You're not putting yourself in a position to put in more work at all. All right. So you got to get that in check as well. Again, 5.30 Monday and Wednesday. Damn, I'm messing up. I'm getting tired. 5.30 a.m. Monday and Wednesday for the virtual training sessions. And again, they are home-based. So if you don't have a gym, you're all good, right? You don't even have weights. You know we do use weights, but you know you got detergent, laundry detergent, whatever it is. Jordan and his wife, they got all the adjustments for you. So you just really need to show up, you know, tell them what you're doing on God from a workout standpoint. But all right, y'all, that's it. Remember, any questions, concerns, reach out to myself or Jordan. Leave a comment, let you know what you think. If y'all want to see something, have us discuss something, just let us know. All right, so remember to save more, say less. 
keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.